0: to women transcend. This is a podcast that explores issues that affect women and girls worldwide. Each episode we dive into a topic of national or international significance and discuss the particular impact on women and girls and how they are able to overcome or transcend. Today we are going to discuss reality TV programs and the way that they depict women. Now, I know what you're thinking, don't bash my shows, I love The Real Housewives, or I love The Bachelor, or whatever, that's fine, I'm not going to call anyone out for a guilty pleasure, we, we all have them. I'm going to bring a little scrutiny to the way in which women are portrayed in today's reality programming. In earlier days, reality programming really just meant documentaries that showed things like sharks or war footage. There were some very early reality-type shows that go back as far as the 1950s with a TV show called Queen for a Day. In the 1980s, reality programming, or unscripted television as it's referred, really started to gain popularity on a broader scale and netted about $500 million annually. And now it's a $120 billion industry, so clearly the popularity has exploded. I will note here just for interest, reality TV is not solely an American interest, but far and away more Americans watch reality programming than any other nation. Countries like England still commission true documentaries, and reality programming has not eclipsed other genres the way that it has in the United States. It is possible that we have reached the apex of the reality heydays, as networks produce shows with more digital afterlife by investing in scripted programs that have a more robust chance at syndication. We aren't ready to bid adieu to reality programming just yet. Or rather, networks aren't ready for us to. Because of that, it's important to look at how these programs have served to reinforce stereotyping by over-dramatizing and exaggerating stereotypes. This is particularly true with the depiction of women, which is what we are examining today. An article from the website Artifice.com unpacks some of the big issues. They note that apart from being depicted as passive and weak, women on reality programming are generally much younger and more physically attractive than their male counterparts. Many of the women on reality TV shows are acting out lives as teenage mothers, Cheating on girlfriends or scheming drama queens. The antithesis of the sort of role models we really want for our daughters. Reality shows use a dramatic tool called the fourth wall. The fourth wall is a term used in television and theater to describe when characters speak directly to the camera, almost as if it were an interview or as if they are talking directly to you, the viewer. Gender stereotypes show that when women break the fourth wall, they are more likely to discuss their personal emotions as well as the physical characteristics of themselves and others. They can become emotional. They frequently bash others on the show, calling them out in ways that can only be described as the stereotypical two-faced person or backstabber. You might find yourself thinking, Wait, what? They were friends, I thought, just a second ago. It's scintillating. It's like it's a secret they're sharing just with you, the viewer. They secretly think that person is a bitch, and intimacy is immediately established. The Real Housewives franchise may be one of the most controversial programs on television, as its name alone degrades women to the standard of subordinate homemaker. This series pulls out all the stops on stereotypes and uses all of the reality TV tools of the trade to push every boundary. And it is wildly successful. Okay, so these shows not only culturally signify that subordination is acceptable, but they promote the embodiment of the media's version of attractive, tall, thin, and beautiful. According to a study done by Oregon State University, nearly 70% of people ages 18 to 29 say that they enjoy watching reality television. This is the viewing demographic that programs like these will affect the most. As this group is most likely to identify with the dating world, as well as struggles with physical appearance and a desire for money, should this concern us? Cultural critic and writer Jennifer Posner has written that reality TV is described as the contemporary backlash against feminism. So joining me today to discuss this issue and uh, dive into stereotypes a little further is Dr. Monica Mpande. Dr. Mpande is a professor with Johns Hopkins University in the Department of Communications, and she specializes in gender communication and race communication. So we are thrilled to welcome her. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mpande. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Dr. Todd. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to discuss this topic with you. So today we're going to be talking about reality TV and the way that women are portrayed. Now, I know that one of your areas of interest and passion is gender communication and the way that women are portrayed. So what do you think about how women are portrayed in reality TV?
1: I think the whole reality TV era has, has you know, it's, it, it's, it's interesting because I think it has really done a lot to present a lot of discourse and, and, and just discussion on what I thought stereotypes had long existed and how they resurface today. You know, I think a lot of times the reality TV, even just the name, it started off as deceiving. You know, there's this misconception that Reality TV is real. And then you're constantly hearing how the show has been edited, this, that, and the other. And now a lot of people still tune in,
0: really just for the drama. Yeah, I mean, right in the titles, right? Real Housewives, Real World. Um, They're telling us it's real because they're saying it's reality. But is it reality? And then that brings me to a question. Do you think that people believe that it's real or do they think that it's staged i think people
1: believe there's a certain part of it that's real and i think that's why they tune in i think they tune in because our society conditions us right to not act a fool in public or to not you know be so emotionally out of control and yet when you tune in to these reality tv episodes you see people acting out, you see people expressing these emotions and, re- and reacting to situations that society conditions us to hold back. And so as a result, I think some people find a guilty pleasure in seeing other people exude and live out a reality that they themselves would, quote unquote, never do in real life. A lot of times, you know, many of us don't go out to clubs and bars or public places and slap people on the on their cheeks and throw yeah. drinks in their faces and pull out their weaves and whatnot. Let's hope. But, I know, right? Not. <laughs> Let's hope. But you tune on, you know, but you know, you're going to get that when you watch something happening on Married to Medicine or something happening on. Uh, L.A. Hair or something happening on, you know, one of the shows that's out there. You know, you, you, you in fact, you expect to see that. And if you don't, then you almost ask yourself, well, what's wrong with this episode? So I think there is a part of people that, that, you know, that does sort of have these expectations of what their reality, you know, will look like on TV. And the fact that they don't necessarily have it manifested in their own reality outside of TV kind of links them towards that show and that program.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess that then is an impetus for, uh, producers of these shows to amp up the quote unquote reality so that, you know, there's more drama, more, more of the weave polling. <laughs> because that's what gets people to, to watch. They really don't want to see reality or their own lives because that's what they're living. They want to see something ridiculous and, and outlandish. Now, um, I want to just share an anecdote here, a personal anecdote. I was on, a, I had a very small little part in a reality show. And I was really quite shocked after it aired. And I was just, you know, it came up in conversation. People saw it and, oh, I saw you on that show and, I was really surprised at the number of people that didn't know that it wasn't heavily edited and it wasn't really very staged. In other words, it's not reality. And that was that was really shocking to me.
1: That's interesting. So were you actually given a script on how to act, what to say, how to behave? Or, I mean, were your emotions or reactions to anything that you were faced or confronted with genuine or was everything completely scripted, including the personality type you were expected to exude
0: on camera? Yeah, that's a great question. And they are very good at, at what they do. And it comes off uh, looking real because they know exactly what to do. So no, I was, they didn't give me a script, but they told me what they wanted me to say. And not word for word, but they would say, how about you discuss this? And then they would just get me talking and they would kind of ask me probing questions, keep probing until they got me to say what it was they wanted me to say. And, and that way it comes across as real because it was my voice. It was, you know, it wasn't me reading off of a teleprompter. It was came from me, but they kind of fed it to me, so it's it's very interesting the way they the way they do that and then then it does sound I'm not an actor, I'm talking, but it it sounds like that was really what I meant to say, and you know they they kind of steer you, and before you know it, you're saying these things that you know i wouldn't i'm not not that they got me to say something that I didn't believe or it's just but they sure yeah. They, but they're good at very good at kind of steering the conversation, I would say. So back to sort of the normalization of of this kind of what might be called outlandish behavior, What I get concerned about is the objectification of women in these shows and how that becomes normalized. Um, right. There was an episode of Real world. Uh, that apparently portrayed men on the show ranking the women on the show by the how pleasing they found their behinds or their butts. And then they showed the women reacting, and one woman was saying, oh, that's objectification, we shouldn't be treated like that. And the rest of the the women on the show were saying, "Oh, you're re- overreacting. This is just silly. It's just boys will be boys." So that's really, I find very alarming because that's normalizing that behavior to a, a a large audience that believes that this is this is reality. No,
1: I agree. I agree completely. Um, I mean, and I I mean, I can I can also make reference to even stratifying that. Subgroup, you know, even more, and I can talk about Black women, for instance, and Black women depicted in reality TV. You know, there mean, so many stereotypes that have followed, you know, Black characters right in the media. You know, I mean, you know, we we we've heard about the the Sapphire character, which was the the very domineering female, you know, who almost emasculated the men portrayed. You know, back in the day as this very strong, you know, almost aggressive woman, right? and And now you we have sort of seen that evolve into this quote unquote, angry black woman character, right? So uh-huh. you you look at you know, whatever reality TV show that pops up, you're going to see this quote unquote, angry black woman you know, and this very aggressive, very tempered, feisty, you know, type of woman. And, you know, and I'm sensitive about this because I myself, a, I'm, I am a black woman. So I look at this and I think to myself, huh, isn't it interesting that we're seeing, you know, modern day representations, you know, emphasizing what used to be stereotypes of black female representation in the media from back in the day? You know, you also have another one from back in the day, the Jezebel character. The Jezebel character back in the day was was the very um, uh, sexually permissive character, right? That would be seen in the films or you know other forms of media, you know, decades ago. And you now you 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 see that modern day representation. You know the quote unquote nowadays the term is you know thirsty, desperate, you know, very man crazed, man obsessed. Yeah, that and is a great example. Yeah, and in reference to your point, um, about normalization, you know, the, the Jezebel character, you know, had been said to essentially, uh, lead to men thinking that, oh, because such characters, such black female characters invited sex, it legitimized sexual assault and, 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 and violence. So then you think about okay, if this is reality TV portraying and therefore permitting the representation of such quote unquote promiscuity and promiscuity and and whatnot, then essentially you're leaving and creating a platform that normalizes an attitude towards women that permits sexual violence and permits sexual assault again, supporting the, oh, well, boys will be boys, you know? So, I mean, exactly. there's there's so many layers to this that really make this uh, a potentially dangerous situation, you know? And for some people, the response would be, oh, it's not that deep, it's not that serious, but, you know, to a certain degree,
0: it is that deep, yeah. it is that serious, uh-huh. you know? Especially when these shows are consumed by by teenagers, who may um, not have quite the sophistication to analyze what is going on in the shows and don't have the maybe sophistication to understand, oh no, this is clearly staged. There's no way that anyone in their right mind would act like that. And I see that that character is very popular with the men and she's getting lots of instagram followers and look at how great she's she's doing you know with her peers and emulating that to her peril potentially
1: absolutely absolutely and then and then plus i mean i think the the adult audience viewer and you know you you make reference to the sophistication you know can set aside some you know mental barriers and say or boundaries and say okay okay, fine I'm looking at this person here who is clearly very obsessed or financially or materialistically obsessed or, you know, has abnormally high standards or they're gold diggers or they're they're petty, but we're able to still make that separation, right? And like you were saying, I completely agree. Not everybody's able to make that separation. And so reality TV kind of bleeds into reality, not on TV and television being a platform to inform or educate or, you know, be a guilty pleasure not everybody can make those distinctions. Yeah, and exactly. And the lines become more blurry and they become more porous and fluid. And so then you, when when you do see the foolishry happening in front of your eyes, you know, it. it hence the, the expression, right? The truth is stranger than fiction, you know, because a lot of times when you actually see these things manifest in person, you're like, wait, I thought this, you know, fill in your blank only happened on TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly, not anymore. Yeah. You
0: know? Well, you've just provided me an an excellent segue to discuss how this has been so normalized that we have seen our president-elect in debates and in other national platforms rating women on their looks. So, you know, what happened on Real World is normalized such that now our, our president-elect is is allowed and it's socially acceptable for him to rate women on their looks, Um, which is, I I think, a very disturbing and frightening thing if you think about what you mentioned before, the slippery slope that it might lead to when you take the objectification of women to its extreme sexual violence.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, no, I, I was just going to quickly just to say that I think it really comes down to really needing to be responsible, knowing that if you're going to be on a media platform and, you know, recognize that there are going to be people following you, there are going to be people listening to you, there are going to be people, you know, looking up to you in one way or another. And how do you use that platform effectively? And, you know, I think, on unfortunately, we've seen a lot of uh, reckless and irresponsible behavior That has followed reality TV and has, you know, found its way into elections and, and, you know, the political sphere and and the social sphere and all of these spheres influence each other. So I think people need to be a bit more responsible with what they do in public.
0: Yeah. And I guess my final thought on this would be that our president elect was for years the host of a reality show. So we see here the ultimate blending of politics and reality TV coming together um, in the highest office in our country. So I hate to cut this short. I would like to invite you back to continue to discuss this, Dr. Mpande, because I think that we're just starting to scratch the surface. Well, thank you so much for joining us for Women Transcend. Thank you for having me. Great. And coming up next... Women in the Spotlight. In this final segment, we're not going to highlight a single woman or women. I'd like to actually highlight a corporation. I know, shocking. But I'd like to highlight the Dove Self-Esteem Project which has been at the forefront of corporate leadership on issues of women and girls, body dissatisfaction, and self-esteem. They've been active in calling on us to be active consumers of media, questioning what we are watching and what our children are watching. Their website provides some progressive thinking resources for parents, youth, and calls on media and celebrities to think responsibly about celebrity culture and the influence on young girls, especially with regard to body image. So for that, we thank the Dove Self-Esteem Project. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Women Transcend. Be sure to leave a review for us on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts that will make it easier for others to find us as well. A big thanks to Dr. Selamonic M. for joining us today. And of course, to John Philbeck for doing all of the fabulous sound engineering. So I sound so good. Tweet us at, at Women Transcend, or follow us on Facebook. We always enjoy hearing from you. That's all for this episode.